When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, everybody, and welcome into today's episode of the Top Cut Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast. My name is Sonny. I'm here with my co-host, Caleb. Hello. And, of course, before we get too far in, we want to thank all of our wonderful sponsors. So, of course, a huge, huge thank you to, of course, ETB Games as well as Steel Fox Games. We also want to thank Gem Accessories. There are links with discount codes down below. And, of course, please be sure to check out our affiliate link for Dragon Shield if you are... Uh, interested in getting some dragon shield products uh before we go on i do want to mention there should no longer be a link to millennium threads down below they i was totally unaware uh they they had to take down their etsy store a while back because in their doctorate program just overwhelmed with schoolwork, yeah. not enough time to put up the products that they want to put out so uh because everything was essentially handmade Mm -hmm. so or made one by one by order so uh, with that said uh thank you everybody for being here on this wonderful tuesday yeah boy hope you had a wonderful weekend and before we go too far in uh caleb how would you feel about doing a kitty corner and me telling you a little bit about my day sure why not so obviously we got home late last night from the regional which we'll talk about in a minute and after we got in, I went straight to sleep. I mean, just immediately, bam, out. Yeah. I mean, I, I got home, went and grabbed a shower because I smelled like... Car shopping, car ride. Yeah, car shopping, car ride is a good way to put it. Uh, And then I went to bed. Yeah, I'll be honest. My shower had to be this morning. I was too tired. That's fair. So i get up i go to my dad's to help him with some stuff then i um i come home and i cut grass and after i shower and get dressed and every well like re-shower and get ready and i go with my son and my wife to go see the mario movie now some context for those i don't know my son is six so right now i've been i've been really busy lately indoctrinating him into the, the <laughs> ways of nintendo so we've been playing a lot of Mario Party, Mario a lot of Mario Kart, a lot of Mario Kart. Yeah. And so, you know, obviously Mario movie, he's got on his Mario shirt, right? He's like, he's geeking out. He's just, he's so happy, right? He's been, you know, getting his good marks in school. Okay, we're going to the movies. So we go, we take him to the movie and I forget, of course, we get there and he pulls out his card and says, I'll pay. Because for his birthday, somebody knew that he likes going to the movies and got, got him. him a movie gift card. Wonderful. And I had totally forgotten. So he's like, oh, I got it this time, guys. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but, 
you know, we went to go, we went into the movie, we sat down, you know, munching on the popcorn, you know, <laughs> slurping on the icy, and, you know, we, that we paid like $80 for. And, you know, we're sitting there watching the movie, and he's laughing, having a great time, and I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. It was very good. Uh, and I, I won't give any spoilers, not like real, I won't give any spoilers outside of what you could see in the credit in the trailers yeah um jack black did an amazing job i cannot Mm -hmm. i cannot tell you enough how good of a job jack black did he to me was the highlight of the movie there was a talk show where they're going to talk to the cast of the of the movie about it Mm -hmm. and jack black showed up in a bowser onesie yeah and the guy who was doing it was kind of going down a lot asking like one question, one question, which gets to Jack Black, and it's like, listen, please don't hate me for this. I have to ask this, or the producers will get really angry at me. Were you excited to play Bowser, to voice act <laughs> Bowser? And yeah. He, he's he's in a Bowser onesie and goes, no. It was the worst. I was dreading it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was excited! That's funny. <laughs> Yeah, uh, <laughs> he did a, such an amazing job. I'm really, really happy that he got a musical number in. Two. Uh, well, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to say too much, but there were there was a musical, at least a musical number. Yeah, it was good. It was so great. Um, my wife said she was very happy that they gave Princess Peach a real role and made her kind of a baddie. Uh, yeah. You know, she um, wasn't just a damsel in distress. To be fair. What else are you going to do if you live in a society of pacifists? That's true. You got to be a baddie. You got. You have to. Um, but she, my wife was also very excited that when they did the Mario Kart scene, which wasn't in the trailers, yeah, um, that Peach was on a motorcycle, mm-hmm. and that, my wife very much liked her little motorcycle outfit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, everyone does. But Mario Kart was also my favorite scene. So, but, you know, that movie's that movie's so good. Uh, so they also had was it Seth Rogen, I think, voicing Donkey Kong. Uh, yeah, yeah, I believe it was, and Charlie Day voiced Luigi, Luigi which yeah. both per- every, every every choice was perfect for voicing. And I was not upset with Chris I, Pratt as Mario. Neither was we all. In my opinion, we owe him kind of an apology because that one line that we saw in the trailers that people were just harping on. Wasn't even in the wasn't even the line that got in the movie. Yeah, it was a different take that they used for the movie that they used. I don't know why they used that one for the. Anyway, the one character whose voice I disagreed with was exactly Cranky Kong. He didn't sound old enough to me. Oh, is that Cranky Kong is like the like Donkey Kong's dad, granddad, granddad? Yeah, whatever. They they changed it for whatever reason. It's not important. Um. Also, uh, Seth Rogen was on, was doing an interview separately, and he said that he remembers when the original Mario Brothers movie came out in 1993, mm-hmm. and how he spent every waking moment of him working on that on in on the Mario Brothers movie in the recording booth to make sure that that does not happen again. Yeah, because that movie is so awful. It's so so terrible fun to watch but in the way that a train wreck is fun to yeah, watch yeah 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 so it's awful i found myself with something really interesting though hmm. while sitting in the theater hmm. i found that as i've become a dad mm-hmm. i have i've i get m- i cry a lot easier as a dad i get mm-hmm. emotional a lot easier mm-hmm. and it-, it can be the littlest thing sometimes mm-hmm. you know and a lot of times it's something that brings like an extremely intense nostalgia yeah and as i sat there with my son and he's freaking out over the mario movie you know i wasn't expecting i don't know why it caught me so off guard and made me so emotional but the at the very beginning of the movie they had the you know the illumination thing yeah with the little minion yeah and then they had the bum bum like like yeah. Mario Kart with the little with the little yeah yeah and the cart oh that was so good and then the um and then they had next they had the little Nintendo thing yeah 
And I don't know why, when that little Nintendo thing came up, me and my kid were laughing at the minion thing and the Nintendo thing comes up. I just got emotional. And it happened like four or five times throughout the movie where me and him would just be sitting there laughing our heads off and having a great time. And it just, you know, how much nostalgia I carry for the Mario franchise. Oh, yeah. The nights staying up until three and four o'clock in the morning at your house when we were kids Mm -hmm. playing New Super Mario Brothers Wii, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, just so much of that franchise has been with me since I was a kid and I didn't even realize it since I was his age. Oh, yeah. You know, it's... I mean, Mario is one. Mario at this point is one of the longest running uh, video game franchises in his in video games. Right, right, and it is also not, one of the top selling. Yeah, not the longest. One of them. Right. When one of the ones you can point at and go, "This is." It's a cornerstone of video games. Yeah. Oh, it's right up there with Donkey Kong, Pac Man, and Game it's, and it's, Watch. It's above all of those. Even though hilariously, the first ga- uh, game that Mario appeared in was Donkey Kong. Right. Technically, it's not Mario. That's Jumpman, which is... That's neither here nor there. Yeah, to me, I think of Mario as... The only character in video games, to me, that is as iconic or as uh, universal as Mario is exactly Pikachu. Oh, yeah, no, it's... And to be totally honest, Pikachu is not iconic for his role in video games. Correct. It is iconic for its role in media, gen- general media. It's iconic for its role as a yeah. uh, merchandising tool. Yeah, from the movies... To the stuffies. To the, uh, yeah, to the toys, the... Uh, clothing line, the toys, the, yeah, the toys, the the video games are part of that. The toys, yeah, 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 um, and of course the TV show and the toys. Come on, that we really know that's what Pikachu is all about. Well, so they needed a cute mascot. Well, something hilarious was originally it was going to be Jigglypuff. This all comes up, and I, just as I'm remembering the yeah. outfit that you're wearing right yeah. now, yeah, the aggressive Pikachu outfit. Yeah. So. Funnily enough, originally the mascot was going to be Jigglypuff. Ah, yeah, I see. They decided to go with Pikachu. Because be- it could get more violent and really mess Ash up. No. They did the switch. Because he could beat that Ash. <laughs> <laughs> they made the switch because uh, they figured that American audiences wouldn't connect. By American audiences, they mean little boys wouldn't american little boys wouldn't connect with jigglypuff very well yeah so they switched to pikachu because then a little because then little girls can connect with pikachu because it's cute yeah and little boys can connect because it's really cool and violent yeah yeah i mean what's not to like about a mouse that shoots electricity right so that's why they made the switch from jigglypuff pikachu and they still gave ash to jigglypuff yeah because they had to so i or no it wasn't jigglypuff it was clefairy I placed everything I said about Jigglypuff with Clefairy. We should probably start talking about Yu-Gi-Oh! At some point. Yes, we should. Okay, let's just real quick. We got like two new cards to talk about. Let's roll, roll through them real quick. Uh, Yeah, and also a couple of set announcements. Yeah. So I will start off on set announcements with Legendary Duelist Soulburning Volcano. That's a cool name. It is. So... This is the next Legendary Duelist set. Uh, it is 56 cards. It releases August the 11th. So we will not have the Volcanic support in time for yeah. that. Man. Which sucks. <laughs> the the Flames of Battle burn bright in Legend Duelist Soul Burning Volcano. Turn up the heat until your opponent can't stand it anymore with three strategies inspired by fiery duelists from the Pantheon of the Yu-Gi-Oh! anime series. Salamangrate is back with new cards inspired by Soul Burner from Yu-Gi-Oh! Vrains. Salamangri is one of the most popular tournament level strategies of the last decade, able to dish out 8,000 damage in a flash. Its unique reincarnation gameplay makes your monsters gain a new power if you use them to summon a second copy of themselves, so load up on extra copies of your favorite Salamangri extra deck monsters. Axel Brody was a character was a featured character in the Speed Duel GX Duel Academy box, and now his volcanic strategy is getting another turn in the spotlight. Pick up new, brand new volcanic cards that'll help you burn out your opponent's life points without even having to battle. 
wonder if there's any strategy that could go with that. Yeah. You can still go with the classic volcanic doomfire, or you can inflict damage to your opponent every time they special summon with the new Emperor of all volcanic monsters. The bell hasn't rung yet, so get back in the ring with new battle and boxers. The Barian Emperor Alito's strategy from Yu-Gi-Oh! Zexel, focused on enduring blows while dishing out heavy counterpunches to his opponents. And these new battle and boxer cards pick up where he left off. You'll even be able to add counter counter traps straight from your deck to your hand. Any deck that uses fire warriors and can assemble two level four monsters can unleash a new battle and boxer exceeds monster that can add any fire warrior from your deck to your hand something worth considering for any fans of the infernoble knight cards from duelist nexus the complete legendary duelist soul bordering volcano booster set contains 56 cards nine ultra rares eight supers 10 rares and 29 commons and one card from this set will also appear as a ghost rare how many one card one yeah one ghost rare a single one Yes. Ein Gostrail. Why Ein? Um. Why one? For the same reason that they just had one in the water set last year. Oh, just just to have one. Yeah, I guess they want to bring ghost rares back in more than just maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I do find hilarious how that one battle and box of card that searches counter counter traps. Oh, and it was also in the wind set too. So yeah. it's in the wind water now fire. Fire. Yeah. Was there? I don't think there's been a dark or a light set yet. We could be wrong, and just it could also have come out before we got back in the game. I don't know. Anyway, so hilariously, the counter, the uh, that battle and boxer card that searches counter counter trap cards can search the trap card, the counter trap card counter counter. That way, you can search counter trap to counter 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 counter. Yeah. Yeah, because Counter Counter is a Counter Trap card that counters Counter Trap cards. If you have the version that is a Counter Trap card version Correct. of Counter Counter. Correct. The, the errata. The, yeah. The errata version of it, because the original was unplay literally unplayable. <laughs> yeah, the original version was a... Uh, Normal Trap. Yeah, they had to errata it to be a Counter Trap. That's awesome. Because you can't respond to Counter Traps with the Normal Trap. It was a misprint that it was just every single copy of that card for a short time. Yeah. And I have both copies just so I can show people and tell the story. You know, I really feel like these cards are not that bad. No, not at all. Um, well, like, so with the stuff we've already... Yeah. Whoa, that was loud. I forgot what... my volume was still on my computer and I got a text message. I'm sorry. So, like, with the stuff that we've already, like, read, it seems incredibly fair. Except maybe the volcanic stuff because with exactly uh, a runic engine, runic engine attached to it. That seems yeah. wildly disgusting. Outside yeah. of that, like if, it you, is. if in a vacuum, it's fair. It's just fair, right? Well, we also have the image of the new Cyberstorm Access Regional Qualifier playmats now. This is really interesting, which we will have the editor throw this up on screen right yeah. now. Yeah, it's the uh, evil Arlenkino. Yeah. Give him a second to cheat that to our editor, because if we don't do it now, we're going to forget, because we're awful about that. Uh, and then, like, the deck box is the same deck box they've been giving out, but it's pink. Right. Uh, I think the current ones are pink. Oh, okay, never mind. Uh, it's really interesting, though, to me personally, that... We do have confirmation of regionals for Cyberstorm Access, which, like, mm -hmm. you pretty much always get regionals for a core set. Yeah. Oops, excuse me, for a core set. But to me, it's interesting how there's going to be a lot of regionals in a very short time frame, I think. Oh, yeah. I think you could really be looking at upwards of, like... Uh, like eight to ten regionals a day, Jesus, which is a a lot. Um, because realistically, they generally do not run regionals past like the first or second week of June. Yeah, because that's where they're kind of in between seasons. Yeah, yeah, and they're uh, like usually they have gnats in the like the second or first to third week of July. Yeah depending on like scheduling and stuff, which is, I feel like it's really early this week on the first week of July. Well, this year. 
yeah this year i feel like it's really early this year on the first week of july but i i don't know i guess we'll see usually i feel like it's in like the second or third week which is kind of why i took my vacation at work when i did because i'm trying to line my vacation up on nats one year but yeah whatever. my goal is to like line my vacation up to where i either usually me the wife and the kiddo go out like they go somewhere for uh for our my vacation for work mm-hmm. um so like I'll take a week off in July or August or whenever and we'll go somewhere. This year we're going on a cruise. Which the longer I am on this planet, it sucks because I love cruises for what they are. Mm-hmm. But the more research I do into them and the more I learn about them, yeah, the more I really wish we hadn't done a cruise. Yeah, the old doctor's conundrum of what what are you referencing here i'm sorry oh so the worst part one of the worst parts about being a doctor is that you know yeah you know yeah you know oh yeah you know that oh this isn't a problem but then you also know that could be way worse than they think it is yeah very very easily it was uh actually i i think i think the uh that concept was really popularized on a uh, scrubs so tv show yeah so just if so if anybody doesn't know you can look into this i i don't oh yeah uh, i believe the quote is screw doing adequate amounts of research and ch- fact checking uh, statistics and information i'm just gonna start spreading misinformation Go or i'm just gonna start believing it uh, but uh, i saw either a video or read in an article at some point very recently that so you know carnival cruise line yeah it's the biggest cruise line in the world yeah only reason why i know is because you've talked about it okay carnival cruise line if all their ships were taken out of service or maybe it's maybe it's the big three which is like carnival norwegian and royal caribbean mm-hmm. it's either just carnival or all three of those mm-hmm. if you remove all their ships from the sea mm-hmm. just snap them out of existence how much like carbon emissions do you think that that reduces in terms of like volume of cars taken off the road oh it would be like all of Europe not having cars. Literally. Jeez. That's how much carbon emissions a cruise, like the cruise industry puts out on a yearly basis. It would be if all those cruise ships were snapped out of existence, it would literally be like de- deleting every car in Europe. Jesus. It's <laughs> it makes you it makes you feel really sick to your stomach after you pay money to go on a cruise ship yeah and then find out something like that it really makes you like ugh yeah it really makes you um not want to (laughs) go yeah which at this point I've paid for it it's not really refundable I mean but like yeah I mean cause cause like cause I've seen cause I've seen large not too much large but I've seen larger ships refuel where they literally just have this big hose that they attach and they just pull a thing and it just goes and it's it's kind of like those hoses you see on like um I'm trying to I'm trying to remember what they're called where like they're moving fish from like a uh from like downstream into a pond that's upstream yeah and they have that big tube yeah it's about it's about that big around where they just funnel fuel through it oh yeah it's just like hundreds of gallons every minute Oh, yeah. No, a second. Yeah. I mean, like, just enormous quantities of diesel. Yeah. Which, it's diesel at that. It's not even like it's burning regular gas. It's burning diesel, which is even worse. Yeah, because it's... Because diesel is is a a refined byproduct from making gasoline. Yeah. It's literally just... They make gas. They have this gunk, and they're like, we don't know what to do with it. Let's refine it again and see what happens. Hey, I made another fuel source. Cool. Yeah, my dad said that when he was a kid... 
uh, diesel used to be like a tenth of the price of gasoline. Yeah. Because it was considered just like a trash byproduct mm -hmm. and you couldn't really use it for anything. But once they, once scientists figured out how to use diesel in a productive way and they realized that by using diesel, you can actually get a lot more torque and power out of a diesel engine. Yeah. You just have to make it work a functionally different way. Mm -hmm. It made, it made everything. They were like, Oh, diesel's got more practical application than gasoline does. Yeah. 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 It's got, it's got more in, uh, industrial applications yeah, 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 as yeah. opposed to, uh, gasoline being more f now more for your bog standard everyday, like cars. Right. As okay. an example. Once again, we have gone way off the rails. We have strayed that. from the path of Yu-Gi-Oh! yet again. Yep. We, to be fair, we don't have a ton of Yu-Gi-Oh! to talk about this episode. Yeah. Well, new products anyway. Yeah. Alright, so now we got, like, two new cards. Yeah, so, first off, we... But they're, just, they're both purely cards, and they're coming in Duelist Nexus. So, uh, just so you're aware, purely is really broken. And these yeah. cards break it even harder. So... Yeah. Uh, this is e, e purely noir, which they already have X purely noir, but now they have E purely noir. Yeah. Rank two, dark fairy exceeds effect monster, 1000 attack, 2000 defense materials, two level two monsters. Once per turn, you can discard one card and target one card. Your opponent controls or up to two. If this card has purely sleepy memory as material, return it to the hand Two up to thrice per turn. When you activate a purely quick play spell card. Quick effect, you can attach that card on the field to this card as material. Then you can set one purely trapped directly from your deck. Thrice per turn at that. Do you know any other card in Yu-Gi-Oh that is th thrice per turn? Not off the top of my head, but I know there, there's only like two or three. I think there's only one. Yeah, maybe. If I'm not mistaken, it's one card, and that is Mare Mare. Mm. Mare Mare, the famous Yazzie summon. Mari Mari. Uh, so, the new, and then there's a new trap called... Purely Sherily? Question mark? Or no, exclamation question mark. We're like, Sherily? Surely. Yeah. Don't call me Shirley. Uh, <laughs> normal trap. It's such a bad joke. Uh, so it's normal trap card. One, target a pearly exceeds monster you control. Special summon a level one pearly monster from your deck, but its effects are negated. And if you do, special summon from your extra deck a pearly monster the same rank as the targeted monster, but a different attribute by using the summon monster as material. This is an exceed summon. Then you can take from your deck one card with the same name as a pearly quick play spell attached. That was wrong. The, attach the Jesus. Attach the targeted monster as material and attach the exceeds summon monster as material. What is this? <laughs> Until very recently, there were only two thrice per turn cards in the game. Oh, okay. Then they just kind of start printing them. Mare Mare mm -hmm. and Coach King Giant Trainer. Okay. Which lets you draw three times, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, there is the. Ex the Epurely Beauty, mm -hmm. which is the water one, yeah. a Purely Plump, which is the earth one, and a Purely uh, Happiness, which is the light one. And then there's Noir and, the Dark. And now Noir the Dark. Oh, and then, then odd, yeah, oddly the New Gate Guardian. Yeah, the New Gate huh. Guardian combined is the one where your opponent activates a card effect that targets a card you control. Thrice per turn, you can negate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can negate and destroy that card, and you can use that effect thrice per turn. Okay. Which I, is hilarious. I have to reread this. This was... Target a pearly exceeds monster you control. Okay. Sure. Special summon a level one pearly monster from your deck. It's negated. Sure. And if you do, special summon from your extra deck a pearly monster with the same rank as the targeted monster, but a different attribute by using the summon monster as material. This is an exceed summon. Okay. Then you take from your deck one card with the same name as a pearly quick play spell. Attach the targeted monster's material and attach it to the exceeds monster's material. Okay. So you tar so let's say you target Noir, you can summon one of the other two, or the other three. Sure. Let's just say Plump. Well, it summons uh, one out, a, a good target out the deck, then you put Plump on top, and then you take a Quick Play that is attached to the Noir and attached to Plump. Got it. Hmm. Just as me throwing out names here. So if that Noir has, um like, Expertly Happiness attached to it, you attach yeah. Expertly Happiness to the Plump. So okay. the it's purely, complicated. The purely complicated. deck is pretty good, huh? 
Yeah, it's cool. It's complicated. That that card is overly complicated, but it's trying to do every an... card released in the last ten years is overly complicated. Fair, but like that one in particular is com is complicated, is very complexly worded, but it but because it's trying to describe a series of actions that are kind of complicated to describe via text as opposed to just showing someone. Yeah, a lot of times you can tell how bad a card is going to be in the TCG based off of like what the text box looks like in the OCG. And the OCG text box on this card looks insane. It is. Like, I'm pretty sure that they had to like reduce the font size a couple, several points. They, I've seen them do it, dog. They, yeah. they be doing that. I mean, I mean, look at, I mean, look at X Pearly Noir. Look at uh, E Pearly uh, e Noirs. True. It is. All right. You know, at some point when we do these claps, we're just gonna have to start like clapping rapidly, like we're giving a round of applause for something, just to mess with Mr. Editor Man and see what he says. Don't do that. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure the viewers would love to see the editor reaction to that. <laughs> I was watching a podcast one time and they did that, and they were like, they were like, all right, give it a clap for the editor, and the whole room starts giving like a red. It's like five people. <laughs> they start giving a round of applause, and they're like, oh yeah, they're gonna love syncing this stuff. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by ETB Games. ETB Games is, of course, our locals in Alexandria, Louisiana. They are our one-stop shop for all of our card game needs. They have singles and sealed product for the games that you love, like Yu-Gi-Oh!, Magic the Gathering, and Pokemon. Of course, you can also find the accessories that you need, such as sleeves, binders, playmats, and more. And if you're into D&D... Well, they have all of your D&D figurines, the paint for the figurines, dice, books, and anything that you would need to play. So, be sure to check out ETB Games. There's a link in the description down below. And now, back to today's episode. Uh, <coughs> so, we're going to we're going to shift gears a little bit here, folks. Yeah. We're going to go ahead and talk about our actual Mendenhall Regional results. So, yeah. uh, we over the weekend, we went to, of course, the Mendenhall Regional at Mendenhall, Mississippi. Uh, it was at 1UP Games, 1UP TCG. Uh, it is a really, really cool shot most of the time. Uh, no complaints about the actual way the tournament was run. Uh, there are veterans at this point. Uh, Fry, the owner of the shop there, does a wonderful job. They generally give pretty good rates on trade-ins and mm -hmm. stuff like that. They will work with you buying cards. And uh, my only... I have like three complaints about the event yeah. and the place as a whole. One, there's no cell phone service there at all. It sucks. It, the place is in the middle of nowhere and there's just no cell phone service. Which is not Fry's or the shop's fault, but it's annoying. Yeah. Um Second complaint is that the bathroom situation there is not great. It's one little rinky-dink bathroom for like 150 people. Mm-hmm. With one toilet. Yeah. And they're usually the line is like wrapped up. And then by the time you get in there, like the water can't build up fast enough. So it just like, you know, it's just like it mm -hmm. doesn't want to flush. and It's really gross. So um, that sucks. And before... They used to give free pizza at every event. Two yeah. slices free, extra slice was, what was it, like a $2 dollars, a slice? Yeah. yeah. And um, the pizza wasn't free at this event. I got in line, and I heard the guy behind me. He was like, he was his friend was sitting like, like two tables over. And the guy behind me in line goes, uh, he says to his friend, he's like, oh, you already got pizza? And they were like, yeah, 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 yeah. They were like, he's like, just make sure you have your money ready. And the guy goes... How much is it? And I look at him and I go, "Oh, it's free." And his friend goes, "It's not free." And I look, I literally go, "Huh? Since when?" I said, "It's always been free." And the guy sitting one table closer looks up and goes, "No, I had to pay." And then the guy sitting next to him is like, "Yeah, I had to pay too." And I was like, "Since when?" Every regional or case tournament. Or anything that I've ever been to at the shop. Because I've gone yeah. to a bunch of tournaments at the shop. Yeah. It's yeah. two slices of pizza for free. Yeah. Which, like, don't get me wrong. That's not something they have to do. Yeah, it was just really appreciated. It's something that they just always did. It's like the Lafayette Regional. I know every time I go to a Lafayette Regional, what am I going to get? 
I'm going to get a chili dog. Yeah. They, they just have chili dogs that they just give to all the players for coming. Yeah. It's always really good chili. Yeah. But, like, the point is that I don't get a chili... I, I, I still get my chili cheese dog there when yeah. they have a regional or a tournament. I no longer get that. I no longer get that pizza. That was frustrating. Yeah. Other than that, the event was run very well. Oh, yeah. There was very nice people. We only got off to like a 40-minute late start, which these days is just as good as you can hope for. Yeah. Um, But I have my notes on my rounds. Do you? Yes, I do. Do you have anything you want to whine and moan and complain about while we're here? Because oh, I you, did mine. Now you pretty much got it. Got nailed, hit, the, hit the nail on the head of everything I was going to say. Yeah. I like that they put the little QR code out for us to scan to yeah, look up our couldn't pairings. Scan it. And either you couldn't scan it or once you got it scanned, you couldn't load the page anyway because there's no cell phone service. Yep. So it would, just, it, it's, it would load to a white. Just white. Nothing, yeah. Nothing on there. Just white. All right. So... Round one. Mm-hmm. Did you win or lose your die roll? I lost. Did you win or lose the round? I lost the round. What did you play against? Punk. Punk. Okay. Uh, how did you lose to Punk? Game one, he made Psychic and Punisher. Oh. And, and he's just too big for you. So I was like, so I was doing the math in my head, and I was like, and I was like. If I could summon Qi Zhao, and it, my Qi Zhao would be... Ching Ying. Yeah, Ching Ying. Thank you. My Ching Ying would be... Ju- I was playing Nat Runic, by the way. Would be big enough to run it over, but not by a whole lot. It was very funny when you came outside after the event, and you looked at me, and you're like, Sonny, what's this dex out to Psychic and Punisher? Oh, uh, Ching Ying. Yeah, you literally go, how does this deck out Psychic and Punisher? And I was like, you hope that they activate desires before you go into Cheng Ying. And you were like, he didn't do that. No. I was like, you hope that you banish enough cards off your runic spells. Yeah, that you're able Cheng to. make Cheng Ying enormous. Yeah, to make Cheng Ying bigger than the, yeah. the issue. So, like, the issue, though, is I w- we were at, like, like my Cheng Ying was at 48. Yeah. The issue is that Psychic End Punisher, after reduction, was at 54. <laughs> It was huge. So round one, I played against Adventure Keshtira. I won my die roll, which is going to be a recurring theme today. I won all but one die roll today. Actually, I lost two die rolls today, but one of the die rolls I lost got repaired. So I won all but one die roll. Um, Game one, he OTK'd me. Like played right through my board and OTK'd me. Game two, he nibbed me. And then I survived the bad, the follow-up turn. Wow. And then I OTK'd him off of, I believe, a single Taya. I, I mean, yeah, that's all that, that's all uh, Sword Soul needs. And then game three, he beat me. Yeah. So. Uh, game two, I lost in time because he was able round to... Round two? Uh, game two of round one. Oh, okay. I lost in time because he was able to put out just enough to where I'm just underneath him. Gotcha. Round two, I won the die roll again. I played against (laughs) ABC. Was it the guy? This man rolled into this regional. With ABC? With ABC. Props to him. He said literally he would walk around outside while people were like outside hanging out talking uh, talking about their games. He would hang out outside and just hear people go, man, I just lost to ABC. <laughs> I can't believe it. And just hear people disrespect it all day. Yep. That man topped. Yep. That man came back from, from a loss in the first round and topped. It was ABC field spell control with like ancient fairy Gestudos yeah. and stuff. But yeah, popped the field spell, gained a thousand life points in time. Yeah, he did that in the last round to win the to win the to top the event. Mm. He literally they go into time in main phase one, and his opponent goes, "Okay, well that's a tie," and he was like, "No, it's not. No, it's not." He goes, he already had a piece on field. He goes, "Normal summon Ghost Bell, <laughs> make Ancient Fairy, pop the Union Hanger, yep, gain, gain a, a thousand. thousand, battle phase, good game." No, they, he, I mean it was it was already. 
they call time in main phase one. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying though, because then you complete the phase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then you go, then you just do that and just declare battle and go, good game. Yeah, it was ins- it's insane. Uh, but game one, I'll be honest, that man got lucky on me. Game one, game one, I opened Ashuna, 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 Ash, Ash. What? And I was just like, and he, he just, just trampled me. And I was just like, I, there's just nothing I can do. A single ash just isn't going to yeah. do it. He, he And then he started his turn by normal sewing a piece and activating... Um, what's the one that equips from the deck? Uh, I think that's A. No, no, no. This, it's a quick place, but unauthorized reactivation. That's it, yeah. Yeah, and I was and I, which is just full combo. A piece plus reactivation is just full combo. Yeah. Game two, um, I got greedy. I had Taiyao, Longyan, Moyi in my hand. And I tried mm-hmm. to go Longyan first. I don't know what I was thinking, um, but I was, I, so I activate, or I was going to, so what I was going to do is I was going to activate Longyan first mm-hmm. and then normal summon Moyi mm-hmm. and try to, I don't know. I don't know what I was going to do. Point is I activated Longyan first, forgetting that I didn't have something to reveal for Moyi in my hand. Cause maybe, maybe I was tired. I don't know. And then he gambled my Longyan and I literally just passed and he killed me or er, Actually, no, according to my notes, I somehow survived. OTK'd him on the next turn, oh. and then the next round, I lost in time. My round two was against Branded. Uh-huh. I don't remember. Uh huh. Um, what I was want... his name. Uh, her name was Ann. Oh, her name was Ann. Okay. Yeah. Um, I won the die roll, mm-hmm. which was awesome. Um, I look at my hand of tree. Sure. Sacred tree. I had uh sacred. I had I had sacred tree. Uh, mole cricket. One runic spell, one ash, ash. It's broken. I go, well, I go, yeah, that's, the, yeah, I was like, yeah, okay, this is good. I activate my one runic spell to summon. Sure. It's good. So I'm Hugin, effect uh, Hugin, pitch the tree. It's good. Cool. Get the field spell. Yeah. And then, and then uh, I go, oh, summon, uh, then I go, effect of tree, ash. Okay then, normal summon mole cricket, and her eyes. Then she kind of like squinted, and I was like, "Oh, oh boy, okay." There's something with Nachiria that that she doesn't like. I not because I'm sitting there trying to figure out what her deck is going first. Sure, activate mole cricket, uh, and I decide since I don't have any of my uh, runic cards at this point. Yeah, I'm gonna go a little bit safer here and just go. Camellia Sunflower. Yeah. Pass. I, I could have synchroed there, but I'm like, I don't need to. And I'd rather just put out this and hope for the best here. Yeah. And then she reveals she's branded. I uh she like normal summons Albaz, uh activate uh, activates effect to try and fuse. Yeah. I negate. To synchro. Or yeah, fuse. Yeah, yeah. fuse to super. I, I I negate and and she goes okay, cool. Uh, and then just kind of keeps go. And then she just keeps doing stuff, and I end up spending all of my negates. Uh, bef- and she still like three cards in hand and then passed. And I'm like, okay, now it's a now it's a game of can uh who uh, can I make beast or can she stop me from making beast? Because yeah. if I make beast, I win. Sure. 40 minutes later, uh, <laughs> we're still in round one. Um, she ends up with a Baron on field. Um, I make, I, uh, I use, uh, Flashing Fire to pop her, uh, Mirror Jade. Mm-hmm. Summon, uh, Ching Ying. In phase, effective Mirror Jade. I go, uh, and then, uh, then Chinging protects itself from being destroyed. Effect of Chinging, banish Dragoon and a card and grave. Disgusting. Yep. And I'm like, I got this. Keep in mind, uh, she'd also summoned a. Uh, I was at, just from taking punches to the face. I was at like a thousand life points. She summoned um, what was it called? Uh, the one that the one that makes you pay. The one that taxes you every for every card. Mm-hmm. She summoned that one. And taxed me for... Masquerade. Yeah, Masquerade. And I got rid of it. 
uh, with one card, so it wasn't that, so it wasn't actually an issue. So I was at 400 life points, and I was like, okay, cool. Everything's swinging around back into my favor. She has no cards in hand, no way to play anymore. And I look at the time with 30 seconds remaining. I have 400 life points. She still has 8,000 because I've just been skipping battle phases every single turn. That's rough. And I just go, good game. Because there's, because I have to skip my, because I have to skip this, uh, my, I, have to, I have to skip my next battle phase. Yeah. It, it's, it's no bueno. <laughs> so round three, I played against Tierlamin Ishizu. Ooh. Yeah. I'm playing, I'm playing uh, January, December format, boys. What on earth? So game one, I lose. Okay. I lost to Tierlamin Ishizu post ban list. I'll tell you what it is. I I win the die roll. I go first. Brother. I summon. Activate effect. He activates Havanus. Mills. And you know what he hits? What? Agito. No. Mill five. And you know what Agito hits? What? Kelbeck. Mill five. Mill five. Let me guess. You know what Kelbeck hit? Let me guess. He hit the other one. Nope. Nothing. He hit three King of the Swamps, though. <laughs> and then you know what he did? He went to his turn, and he used Sharon, and Sharon hit three names. No! Or Sh- Sharon hit the, the other two names. No! And he just started fusing like crazy. Because <laughs> he had all three of his King of the Swamps in Grave. Yep. Oh, so no! So he could use King of the Swamps to replace Kit Kalos, so that way he could go into Rural Kalos. Yeah. Dude, it was a nightmare. It was a nightmare. Yeah. Uh, game two, I end up. Um, I'm sorry. Game one, he did like one or two fusions. It was game two that he did all that, because he w- I won game one, he won game two, but game three, we go into game three with like he's doing so much. We go into game three with like two three minutes left on time. Mm-hmm. But he won game two, so I'm going first game three. Okay. With like two and a half, three minutes. Yeah. But I'm powering through my combo because like I don't want to take too much time here, right? Obviously, yeah. He needs to have his opportunity to play. So three minutes left. I, if I'm not mistaken, dude, I think I super sided like super fast, as quick as I could, like under 30 seconds. I shuffle. I pass to him. He passes. Yeah, we, we cut. And then I draw for turn. I just, I literally just go, Moi reveal Longyan. Longyan effect summon Kishing Longyan. Use Longyan to burn. Pass. And then he go. He draws for turn. Stand by main. As he goes into main, time gets called. Oh no. And I don't know. Maybe he was thinking he had a way to do it or something. But he goes. Okay. Um. Activate foolish burial. Okay. Or some kind of spell. He goes, activate a spell. I said, okay, activate Kishin Longyan. Or no, he activated the planet. He activated planet. Mm-hmm. And I go, okay, activate Kishin Longyan to uh, banish the planet and burn for 12. Yeah. And he's like, oh. Mm. He activates something, he special summons a monster. I'm like, okay, activate Kishin Longyan, banish, burn, burn for, for 12. 12. At this point, he's sitting at 34 or 4,400 yeah. life. And he's just like, huh. I just don't have a way to win now. Yeah. So there, there was probably a thing he could have done had you not burned him for thirty six hundred. Yeah. So my round three was against Sprite. Mm-hmm. Game one, because he doesn't know what I'm playing, he just goes full board. And I'm looking at my hand of like, of like a uh, four um, runic spells and the field spell, mm-hmm. and going. I see what game we're playing now. Yeah. So I activate one to summon Hugin, effect Hugin, because uh, I had two copies of the same name. Mm-hmm. Uh, pit, so I pit it, the, the one that I that I uh, acted. So I pitched the extra copy that I had of the one that I reactivated. Sure. So he's seen two of the same one. Yeah. Uh, and then he get, and he negates with red. Cool. Whatever. And so we kind of go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I'm playing a game of keep myself alive, and I'll just keep banishing off the top because he's mm-hmm. milled through like 20 cards and during his turn mm-hmm. and by the end of it 
I'm sitting there with a smiting storm in hand. He has five cards left in deck and seven cards on field. Rough. And I'm like, I think I have game here because this is my first time activating smiting storm. So I reread the card real quick to make sure it says up two. It does smiting storm. And he goes, what's that one do? Because he'd only ever seen me use it to summon. Yeah. It banishes, uh, it banishes off the top of your deck up to the number of cards you control. And he goes, up two? Yeah. Oh, I just lose. Okay, game, okay next game two. Or round two. Uh, round two, Sprite's going to no, do what's... Round four, game two. Yeah, game two, thank you. Sprite's going to do what Sprite does, and he just goes normal... He just normal summons uh, red, special's mm-hmm. carrot, special blue, special jet. Oh, he just had them all. I just went, it'd be what it be. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah. Uh, round then uh, game three. Um, I end up having the field spell on hand already. So again, so I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. Um, and I make Munin because we're about to go into time. Sure. So instead, I summon Munin. Uh, do a couple more things and phase gain a thousand. Yeah. And he goes, oh no, draw. And he starts comboing off. He's going fast, but I'm keeping up. Um, and eventually he's able to actually put enough damage on board because he, he ends up making Sprite gigantic. Sure. With, uh, it was gigantic jet who just searched the spell that like bump buffs off his level one rank twos. Yeah. And he goes, okay, inner battle time in the round. You got it. Dang. You got it, man. It was like, I, I gave him no. He got it. He got into the battle phase right uh, right before time got called. So nice. He got it. Um, round four, I played against Sprite Live Twin Runic. Uh, I won the die roll. Shout out David, my opponent. He's an extremely nice guy. Stayed and talked to me after the round and uh, kind of told me a little bit about the deck, how he felt about the deck and stuff. I was just good insight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> game one. If I'm not mistaken, this is the game. It was either game one or game two of this match. I think it was game one. I go. My opening hand is Longyond, Vishuda, Ashuna, Ashuna, Ash. Bro. So I go activate Ashuna to summon. Good. Link one. Activate Vishuda to summon. Good. Activate Ashuna in graveyard to summon. Ash. Okay. So my response. Normal Ash. Synchro 10 with the Vashuda. And he's like, huh. Yeah, you're good. And then I make I make Cheng Ying. Or no, I make I make Kijing Long Yan. Mm-hmm. I make Kijing Long Yan. And then I go. Um wait, did I do don't I, something just occurred to me um is kishing longyan require a worm tuner i don't think so he might it's it's just occurred to me i really hope that i didn't cheat and just not realize it yeah no non-tuner worm so it was still legal okay, okay cool so i make kishing longyan and then i activate longyan in hand with discarding my second ashuna mm-hmm I summon Long Yan token and then I summon Cheng Ying. <laughs> and then I burn with Long Yan. I go Long Yan, or I go Kishing Long Yan 1, Cheng Ying 2. Because mm-hmm. Kishing Long Yan, when a worm is synchro summoned to my field, I draw a card. Yeah. So I still got my draw. Yeah. But I summon two tens. And then I drew into another Ash Blossom. Bro. And he just looked at my board and he was like, I don't. I don't know what I'm supposed to do here. <laughs> um, he, but he ended up basically. I burned him down to 3,200, and then uh, we moved on to with our lives to game two. Uh, and all I have for my notes is game two. Literally, you can look at this and verify every single scratch mark on his side of the sheet is a burn 12 all the way down it for is. both games. What on earth? Uh, every single tally mark is minus 12. Yeah. And I want to say like the, at some like, point. Except in game two, the very last one, because it goes 56 to zero. Yeah, I want to say at one point, I had a 
had a uh, I know I had a Chishao up and there there was a question about whether or not so basically I had a Chishao up in one of the games. Mm -hmm. He summoned a Gigantic. Mm -hmm. I used Kishing Long or I used Chishao to negate Gigantic. Mm -hmm. And he summons or and then he he like sets one and he passes. And I I go into Wait, was this the round? Okay, so this was the round that it happened. He Okay, so one of the games ended when I used and then on my turn I used um so it must have been game one. Maybe, mm -hmm. maybe I must have done the double 10 thing a different. No, I did the double 10 thing in round six. I remember yeah, okay. that now. So game one here, I basically was only able to end it on a Chi Shao because then he went into gigantic. I used Chi Shao to negate gigantic. And then he couldn't run over my Chi Shao because gigantic reduced to 16. But we were, there was a question about at the end of the turn, does it go back to 32? which it does. Mm -hmm. So then I'm trying to figure out how to play over this, how to get around this gigantic. I look at his board a little closer. I'm just like, man, use Chi Shao again to negate it again and then just run it over. And then from there, he's only one card and couldn't play. And then another game I had a, um, so this is game two, this is the one I told you about. Mm -hmm. He, uh, he ends on, he ends on red carrot IP Mascarena. Two back row and a fountain. Nothing mm -hmm. in hand. Okay. I draw for turn. I go, standby main. Yeah. Emergence. You're good. Search Taya. Mm. Battle phase. He thinks for a minute. <laughs> he goes, you're good. I say, anti-magic arrows. <laughs> and he goes, oh. Oh, hold up. It paused. So, sorry for those of you that are hearing this uh, and watching on YouTube. Uh there was a camera failure an imminent camera failure yeah so so uh yeah that's awesome Wonderful. editor's gonna love us this episode yeah uh so my round four was oh well i went anti-magic arrows oh, right, yes and then i specialed ecclesia and went full combo awesome okay my round four was against sprite again um game one uh he attempted to make full board couldn't do it and i just and so he was sitting there with like a gigantic that didn't that had two monsters under it and then a bunch of and then it had gigantic and then another little dude mm -hmm. and like a red or and like a carrot i think yeah it was a carrot so i just makes artist charge warrior bop bop and he has and he's like yeah he got it and we go to game two game two um he goes first and i open ash imperm mm -hmm. so he just drops all he literally looks at his hand and just drops all four of them again. Yeah. A different guy, but like drops all four names and he uses, uh, and he doesn't activate either jet or blue. And I don't know why he didn't. Cause he was too preoccupied with already having them. Yeah. So then he made, um, giant, uh, activated giant, activate effect of giant ash. He goes, ha ha effect of red chain imperm target targeting giant. Oh, oof pass Oof. <laughs> and i go okay well well then he makes sprint activates back and i go imperm you had another imperm i had two imperms and an ash Oof. and i go draw for turn normal summon mole cricket and he just loses off of that yeah um round five i don't want to say i don't want to say too much about it but i won the die roll i played against branded i lose game one i win game two and after a lengthy judge interaction uh i get game three and yeah. uh, i'm still alive yep uh my round six was a no-show five or round five thank you round my round five was a no-show fair enough uh round six i won the die roll i played against aaron from steel fox shout out steel fox uh and i won this in a rather uh rather uneventful 2-0 uh, my round six was Sprite. Uh, game one, I had uh, I lost this die roll. I only won two die rolls all day. Oh wait, I did want to say, uh, 
the game against Aaron was the one where I did double 10 by normally Ash Blossom. Okay, nice. Yeah. Uh, so my round six was game one. I had no hand traps. He went full board. I couldn't do anything. Yeah. Uh, he ended with like the normal board, but then he also still had red and carrot on field. Yeah. Game two, uh, I went first and just went and I opened literally no Naturia, one runic spell. Oof. And I go, well, I, I had the tree and that's about it. So I go activate effect, the runic spell to summon, got the summon, activate effect, imperm. Okay, whatever. Effective tree, ash. Pass. And he just goes full board and OTKs me. Yeah. We're done in 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. I've never felt worse. So I played against Patty, also from Steel Spox. A friend of the podcast was yeah. here uh, about two weeks ago. Cool dude. Great episode. You should definitely listen to it if you haven't. Mm-hmm. Um, I lost against lost to Patty. He smoked me. He was playing Math Mech. I, this was the only die roll I lost all day. And game one, he did full Mathmet combo plus Heat Soul, drew two cards, had hand traps, and smoked me. Game two, I was going first. You, you want to know his hand? Nib, Imperm, Droll, Circular, Diameter. Jesus! His hand said, I don't care. I win the game. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, my my round seven was against Sword Soul. At least you know what that deck does. Yes. Um, big Unfort. He opened Ash Imperm. And I could not play. Game one. Game two, though. He uh, Game two, though. I kind of set up a some semblance of a board because I uh, drew open poorly again. I don't. I think. I think it's more of me just not being very familiar with the deck. Less of the me. Less of me drawing poorly. Honestly, doesn't matter. Anyway, I end up putting out a some semblance of a board. Uh, I have my Runic Engine online. It's not like full online online, but it's online. Yeah. Um. Like like I have a monster negate in my hand, so I can shuffle back two and draw two. So not that big of a deal. Uh, Runic Engine's online. We're going back and forth. I end up making uh Munin. Uh, gaining up to according to this twelve thousand life. Mm-hmm. Before finally, I'm like, I, I have to go. I have, I didn't act so like I, I, I did a full turn, so it's back to me, and I have my battle base. I'm like, I have to do something. Yeah. So I decide to make Baron. I make Baron three K pass. He goes, okay, cool. Draw, and he start, and he's doing his, he's doing his thing, and he goes. Uh, eventually, he gets me. He forces me to activate. The effect, uh, he has one card left in hand, or two cards. He activates, uh, Emergence mm -hmm. to summon back, uh, Taya. Sure. Not Emergence, Summit. The one that's the yeah, Summit. Summit. Yeah, Summit. Activates Summit, targeting Taya and Grave. I'm like, okay, Baron Negate. He goes, one card left in hand. He goes, okay, bet. Kurikara. Ooh. I was like, oh no. And then in phase, I'll take that Baron. Thank you very much. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um and he's able to do and then like right before round gets called, he's able to do one more big punch. Yeah. Doesn't kill me. I but I go from 12,000 life to 5,001 battle phase. <laughs> That's really rough. <laughs> uh it was really good like the thing is all, I found that all my games um, that weren't just really one-sided of me drawing nothing or my or me just straight stopping my opponent where it was just who's better at uh, resource management it was so much fun. That's my favorite part about that deck is how much fun the resource management game is. Mm -hmm. Again, especially if you get force your opponent into that position because then they're having fun too oddly, a lot yeah. of the times, oddly enough. Yeah. So I like the deck. Yeah. Well... I had a good time at the regional overall. I would definitely recommend anybody going and checking it out if they are nearby. Mm -hmm. uh, with that said, let's go ahead and get in and thank our patrons. So, and of course, by the way, if you are interested in getting an extra episode every week and getting your name shouted out on the podcast, you can go ahead and check out our Patreon down below to directly support the channel and the podcast and help us keep the lights on because 
paying for royalty free music plus our dropbox that way our editor can get our videos plus um paying for patreon merch and plus paying All for that stuff. uh the acast so that we can post the episodes it's a lot <laughs> so and equipment and yeah the car it's a it's a lot please we we could use the money all right, so a huge thank you to Jiraiya, Quick Summon, Totally Awesome, Cam Yang, Kane Martin, Zyphorus, Cards Go Asia, Earth Machine, Best Deck, Epi, Has Anyone Actually Read Toy Vendor, HGH Cyber, I am McLincoln, If All You Have Is a Cosmic, Every Problem Looks Like a Floodgate, John Leal, Monster Tron, Mountain Man, Oatmeal Spaghetti, Owen Alvarado, Seto Kawaiba, Silver <laughs> Hope, Unbanned Number 95, Konami, Understanding and Reading are two different things, Virtually Saviors World, Rogan Tier 2 are the polite terms for Bad Deck, Aaron Garner, Asami, Ashless Chaps, Atsuyo, Simp of the Silver Castle, Blackwing Silver in the Ascent is the best Floodgate, Box Wine, Come On and Get Your Game On, Duty Booty, Dragon Maiden, Less Behavior, Dragon Maiden, Sunzeed, I'm about to rig a Glamour Tribute for Crossies, Plant Nuts in Your Mouth, Cam, The Hockey Walkie Slush Mixer, Old Man Red, Pin Code 143, Slaking It Up in Valence, Hojo Mama, thank you all for your continuous support of the podcast, and until next time, have a great week, everybody. Take care, everyone. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.